Okay, we're going live. <laughs> Vibrant thing, uh, vibrant thing, 
thing, a five rent thing, uh, five thing, a five rent thing, uh, five thing, a out, yo, uh, uh. Eso ya lo sé, vamos a sumar, eso ya lo sé. 
lo sé Tengo un negocio en San José Si vale la pena lo voy a hacer Tengo la californiana Tírame una llamada Me llama si tienes la lana Si no, voy a fumarla Mi guial la traje de Barranquilla Linda como Sofía Vayan poniéndose de rodillas Y échese pa' la orilla Ya lo sé, ya lo sé Quieren vivir en mi casa Quieren tomar de mi taza Quieren robarse mi salsa Ya lo sé, ya lo sé Me tienen envidia y ya lo sé Ya lo sé, ya lo sé Quieren mi vida y ya lo sé Ya lo sé, ya lo sé Me tienen envidia y ya lo sé Ya lo sé, ya lo sé Nos tienen envidia y ya lo sé Trabajando de la noche Hasta que salga el sol Si tu ya me lo abre Yo le meto un gol Yo me mantengo activo Zapatos de cocodrilo, mi carro es deportivo Tengo un Ferrari y ni lo miro, yo tengo plata como un casino Voy pa' Colombia con el padrino, ya le champaña dentro del limo Tienes nada y yo tengo pavo, ta, mami, pómelo pa' atrás Y no vaya a parar Si ella me mira me va a coger, si tiene un novio se va a joder Si viene conmigo la va a perder wondering and observing a couple things one i figured out how to add sparkles a plant and a pony to my obs shout out right that's how you do it that's how you flatter people that's really all we're gonna do um my parents are texting me which means we're ready to start this conversation you raised her well um people might be wondering who this is but a lot of you might know because you've kind of got a reputation, but I'm super excited to have my first guest in my studio, my home studio. Wow, I didn't know that. First ever. Um, and yeah, who is Frack? Frack is an idea, a concept, a, a religion, a, a social construct. A social construct. Um, born and raised in San Francisco, which I feel like is pretty, pretty rare these days. I the pony needs to migrate. The pony needs to migrate to Frack. <laughs> um, and Frack is an MC, but also many things, which I mean sincerely now transitioning from my insincere self to my sincere self. Frack is someone who I'm going to talk about in the third person, who um, 
Yeah, so I actually, we met each other many, many moons ago through Brave New Voices Festival, which is still the largest youth spoken word festival in the world. And Hadari Davis, our mutual kind of semi-mentor friend, introduced us with Frack supporting me on social media for the festival. And it was actually the perfect way to get to know you at first because he's... Loader. Yeah, so Frack and I kind of instantly connected, I think, pretty much. I was like, who are you? What? Why? <laughs> I was like, who are you? I don't need help. <laughs> like, I don't want this. And then um, we just kind of like always clicked and were able to love on each other through obvious humor and also our mutual love of music. And we even on that trip, we ended up driving Rozelle. Yeah, we, we picked up Rozelle from the airport together. And Rozelle, for those of you who don't know, is kind of like OG beatboxer. And this one may or may not have rapped for him. Oh my God, did I? Like in the car? He rapped for him in the car. <laughs> How did that go? Not great. <laughs> he was a child. <laughs> and he rapped for a rapper. But not a rapper, just a beatboxer. No, he looked extremely resigned <laughs> and almost melancholic that you were going to proceed. But I tell that opening story because I feel like there's so many times where artists in my life have given me the wisdom of like, always be ready because you can't get ready when someone's going to be on. And so I remember being extremely embarrassed for the record. I was like, I don't know him. I don't know him. That's crazy. Yeah, I definitely remember feeling like this person has a lot of courage, and sometimes it's misplaced, and I relate to that. Lack of social awareness. That's what rappers need. Look at the ghost. Yes, lack of social awareness. Um, I am, yeah, so I am curious if you can tell the, the lovely people, my parents, Kate, all these people you don't know on the internet, how did you, what's your origin story with hip-hop? Because I met you in a spoken word space, but I don't believe that was your, your gateway. Kind of was like these MC Olympic shit was really the first time I was like outside. What is you speak? Oh, uh, a wonderful uh, organ poetry organization. And around my heyday, we were all the rappers were getting kicked from the uh, poetry slam. But then they invented the MC Olympics I think when I was 15, and that was a big like that was when I was first outside with it. Like that's when I was like manifesting like you know actually rapping out. Third eye open type shit. Yeah, third eye. like a big confidence booster. Um, but before that, there's a couple other, like, I started, really started when I was 13 when I was on this Kanye West fan forum called KanyeTalk.com. And there was a little section called Creative Talk. And there were all these guys, you know, we made music together and gave each other feedback. And uh, me and this other 13-year-old kid were like the laughing stock of the forum because everyone was a big girl understand but me and this kid who went by Ian Mack at the time 
We made a shout out Ian. We made a bunch of music together. And then Ian Mackin eventually started a crew and asked me to be a part of it. And I was like, I don't know, man. I gotta like make friends and like kiss, kiss a girl for the first time. Like I'm gonna, you know, I have goals, man. I stepped off the Kanye forum. Ian Mackin, that crew ended up becoming Brock Hampton. And Ian Mackin is Kevin Abstract. Very good plot twist. Oh the story is uh, just stay on the boards. But forums, it's crazy that that's how you came up because I'm, how much older? I'm 34. How old are you? 20. Nice. So and when I when I came up, the forums, like, OK Player Forum, shout out to FWMJ, yep. shout out to Hot 97 Heads. Everyone came up through the OK Player Forums. So it's cool that that, yeah, it's cool that that kind of stayed true to the culture uh-huh. for the youngins. Yeah, it was like the last bastion of like anonymity. Of it. Now you gotta log into like LinkedIn. And yeah, did you have a username or like a ghost name? Yeah, I was. I think it was Frack J Rich. Jason Richardson. Um, but they all knew me as Frack the Rapper. Turned into Frack. It wasn't because you're wealthy. Frack Rich. J Rich. No. That was Jason Richardson. <laughs> what was the when when you were coming up? What was the scene in San Francisco like? Because I feel like there's so many assumptions about. There's still so many assumptions for people who aren't in the Bay Area about San Francisco as, like, a place that has no longer any vibrant culture. I mean, similar to all urban centers, right? There's kind of, like, this uh, posthumous way that we talk about art culture spaces, and you came up in the city. Like, what was the kind of scene when you were growing up? Was it still, because you're, in this story, you're still on the internet. Yeah. So that's not tapping into, like, your local scene. Yeah. Like, what was that like? Because coming from the East Coast, like from Boston to New York, there is there was always a battle rap culture. And at SOBs, like I, I would go see Jen rap. <laughs> and I was like, nice. Asian representation, but you're you know battle? He, no, he was known for it as a battle rapper. And a lot of the battle raps. Jen? Yeah, he's really active still, but he did a weird song with Wyclef, but we'll forgive it. Um, so Jen Jin, yes, recently, like it dropped two weeks ago. And when I was a kid, I was really into battle rap. And I, of course, would be one of the only women, not because women aren't interested in battle rap, but because the atmosphere itself is so toxically male. Yeah. But not that women don't have that energy. Aries Moon. Um, but 
What was interesting too was like the most kind of la the lack of creativity often in battle rap spaces. And one of my first impressions of um, of Frack was doing a compliment battle. So like going up against another MC, and then he kind of surprised the other MC by complimenting. I think it was, I think it was a him. Oh no, it wasn't. Cheyenne, shout out Cheyenne. There's a there's a, a third way feminist take you could also have on it that it was almost misogynist when you hit her with the compliment. Right, like everybody else. Yeah. That's true. But That's probably I, fucked I could, up. I, it was really like I couldn't think of any mean to say about her. She's like my homie. I didn't like that they were I just was like, I'm gonna compliment battle her, and like, it really took it threw her off guard. Got me the W. You know? Yeah, I think I, I think um, all potential criticism aside, I thought it was like a surprising element, and I think there was a lot of times as a young person where I felt like I, I was craving more surprises than I often found in, in the battle rap space, and then when I first, when I first like heard frack rap, it was a lot of funny like vegan references and kind of like a mix between um owning up to being white passing and like jokes about self-aware jokes not with jokes but like self-aware bars yeah um and i'm curious about what that balance is because we have a close friend who's always asking me that same question around like what is the balance as a rapper between being self-aware and kind of having a self-conscious rap even a, a self-conscious performance yeah. and kind of earnestness or kind of uh yeah, taking other aspects of the art form more seriously. Like, how do you kind of do both of those things? Yeah, it's interesting because I've always, like, existed at the edge of, like, self-deprecation and also, like, existing in the most serious hip-hop spaces, like battle rap, like poetry slams, like, like the places where, like, shit is taken the most serious is where I've kind of thrived. Um, but I think I've always just tried to use humor as a kind of a mechanism. And I would say even then, like, I probably leaned on it too much. At least I've grown since then to the point where I I feel like I don't I, I self-deprecate and use humor sparingly, but in a way that also you know is not a, a parody. Like it's like it's not little thinky yet. You know what I mean? It's in a way that like, still uh, uh, music still taken seriously, but it has like uses humor as a mechanism. Like it kind of reminds me of how sometimes talking we hear. Uh, thanks. My mom just told us to talk closer to the mic. So oh, keep telling you. us about little, I'm just, okay. No one can hear you at all. So I'm going to need to just pass you this mic. That's great. Wait, no one can hear or me They just all? can't hear you well. So I'm going to pass you this mic. We can't, they can't hear. Sorry. We've been having good conversation. Wait, do you have change the pass off the aux thing that you did? Oh, no, I did. I think pass this mic. This mic's hot. Um, one of my other questions is related to that one in the sense that I always viewed hip hop and rap specifically as a black art form. And so for me, there is an importance in like paying respect to the original architects. And I know that you've navigated a lot of those kinds of like dynamics, both personally and I'm sure in like the battle rap space when there's like a lot of shots coming at you, like how do you navigate discussing and like really confronting identity but also not having that be like the only axis in which you're like I guess it's, a, it's kind of a similar question to what I just asked you but it's more specific to identity like maleness and white passing yeah it's interesting because like 
the actual like attitude, hip hop's attitude is supposed to be kind of rebellious, like fuck everyone, fuck my haters. So I think a lot of white rappers fall into the trap of using that attitude to respond to critiques of themselves. Like Iggy Azalea, I remember, was like, I don't, I don't use a rap accent. Like I'm just like, like I wasn't influenced by like New York rap. It's like, bro, you're from Australia and you're using a New York accent. And like, there's been other uh, white rappers. Denied, denied, uh, denied paying homage because they think that's hip hop to do that, which is like really ironic. But I think personally, like just just being super like upfront with it has like, really always helped me. Like just admitting, you know, where you know who, who my influences are, where I got my sauce, and then building on that, and also using humor too, like you know, self-deprecation, making fun of shit that's happening around me to kind of diffuse anything like that and I think once that like Ben is said it allows you to explore your art in ways that's not just revolving around that but being an artist I love that and the mic is a lot better sorry for the 20 minutes of conversation no one could hear us <laughs> um, similarly like one of my favorite things that's very specific to I'll say hip hop is the notion of the cipher, like everything being a circle, um, which is like, you could say, like you could make jokes about that, but it's true. Like everything about even like freestyling in a circle to me is really deeply moving and like contributing and participating and passing the mic to me is a sacred act. And I think for, for me too, there's something temporary about it. Like it's not about it being preserved. It's about like the spontaneous moment. Um, how do you, how was like, the pandemic for you in terms of creating and like what's the what's the intimacy that you feel is possible between MCs and musicians and producers um, that is in person versus like the way that people create a lot now and collaborate which is like stems and trading stuff online like what is the difference and preference for you in both of those spaces that was sacred <laughs> um that might pass yeah uh I don't know like it's weird because my life pre-pandemic was in my, my relationship to hip-hop in many ways was very live like especially when i was working for you speaks like i was like freestyle with kids every day like basically like writing raps in the studio with youth in oakland and san francisco and then i was like hosting cyphers doing like bi-week bi-monthly shows at elbow room and bottom of the hill and it was like hip-hop was like very communal and then I moved to LA and it became less like that. And then the pandemic hit and it became even less like that. But the wildest shit, as I'd say, my career grew the most in this year when everyone was home and I kind of really honed in on content and just entertainment and kind of making music videos and stuff that was related to, you know, what, everything that was going on. Is something wrong? Okay. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a balance of both. Like, personally, I miss that hip, I, I missed throughout this whole year that live experience and the adrenaline and the combination, but also appreciated that opportunities happened where I could, you could, you could still be at home and use just like your phone and you and your creativity and build an audience that way. So I think just finding a balance and being able to respect the creativity of both, you know, both forms. Uh, for those people who are at the house, who don't know Frack, one of the things that is uh, specific to you, I think, is um, your creativity encompasses and touches like all of the things that you're putting out.
and um, I don't want to say that I'm so over saying the word content, but like you're really good at digital engagement and storytelling and really creating like humor and, you know, honestly building connections and relationships with other MCs, um, which is kind of hard. Like what advice would you have for some MCs, whether they're young or old, who feel like that's not their strength, you know, like they don't know how to, they don't know how to like take an idea beyond the live moment. Like, cause I don't think that we're just going to ever go backwards. So like, what kind of like advice would you give for someone who's like, I, I don't do that. I just rap. Hit me up, you know, <laughs> like, honestly, I, I've worked with a bunch of rappers who, in my opinion, are just like some of the most talented people I know. And it's just hard because some people just don't have the feel for that as people. Like, a lot of people who use craft do it for the intrinsic motivation of just, like, writing and expressing yourself. But if you're fire, you should be heard. And there's so many creative ways. Like, even just TikTok, like, you can see grown-ass men on there. Like, it's not just for kids, you know? It's like 42-year-old men making rap careers on TikTok right now, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, 14-year-old women making rap careers on TikTok. So I think it's real. we're really in a, the wild, wild west, but I definitely would give advice to um, just do what you're doing in a way that you put out there, you know, don't keep it to yourself. And also, like, um, same thing what we were talking about earlier is, like, in terms of building connections with MCs, like, don't be afraid to show love and, like, support people that you want to collaborate with. Don't just, like, you know... DM them your mu- music, but show love to them, you know, cop their music and cop their merch and, you know, you can build real connections with people pretty easily that way. Great advice. Um, and that is true. I feel like there's so much pressure right now and there has been for like the last decade for everyone to be everything, like a jack of all trades. And I thought at one point that that was really cool. And now because I'm more like that. Like, I'm someone who, I thought you were showing your shirt in a really, I was like, do we, I was like, do we need to really pay attention to that? <laughs> Perfect timing. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm, yeah, a jack of all trades, master of none myself, but I do feel like that's not everyone's lane. Um, do you know the rapper Brownsville Cough? He also talks about being a, he's a always been, not always, but for the last, most of his career, he's in his forties, like mid forties, amazing. I, I'll send you some stuff, but he has always been employed full time as a firefighter in Brooklyn where he's from, he's from Brownsville. And he talks a lot on um, Red Bull Music Academy of, to other rappers about the possibility of like, if you're too sensitive to make a living off of the work that you're producing to like also give yourself viable options for income streams and like not always have this like fraught existential crisis and pull between like the source of your money being like you know for him it's the music that he puts out is like so seamlessly integrated into like his identity and his soul that it's too entangled for him um what is that like for you in terms of like the relationship between money and our art is always like really complicated what and and I'm just asking you to answer for you right now like, what's the answer for you right now? Like, how is that relationship feeling in 2021? Um, this is, like, the second year I've taken it full-time, um, which has been, you know, a challenge, but also, like, really awesome. It's allowed me to hone in and really focus on my craft. Um, the hardest thing is making, figuring out how to make the music because I can get a bag from Bad Rap anytime I want, and, you know, I can make it. I can make get a bag from throwing a show anytime I want, but like 
so hard and it's, it's a, that's the part that's, that's a struggle for a lot of musicians because that's that's the art itself but that's not the thing that makes money it's the person all the other things you do around it but this year i've like kind of discovered a new way to like use the craft of rap which is like a new rap cartoon we've been making because we originally like got hired like on some type of psyop to take down trump um through like a sponsor um, and we like made like rap cartoons to like get Trump out of office. Um, but after that, we actually built up a fan, built up a fan base, and with that fan base, we've been like actually like writing a, um, a, a whole like script for a rap cartoon show. Uh, so I'm I'm excited about that as kind of another potential way to like you know still do the craft I love um, and, and you know make something that I feel like there was a lot of little gems in there in terms of like um, people listening who are also, yeah, making a lot of different forms of art. But I think just having uh, that kind of flexibility with with how you're viewing it and possibilities is. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to say there's one right way to do it, but I think that's a really helpful helpful piece of advice for folks who are listening who are interested in making some money off of the um, not off of their art, but kind of like yeah, complicating around it. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to play a couple more songs. I think I'm going to play, I was going to play some more classic hits. Oh, initially for this playlist, I was going to do my like uh, self-portrait of hip-hop, like my my kind of timeline, and then I realized that would need to be like five hours. But this is my last question, and then we'll go into some music from like our some of our friends. But um, I realized that my relationship to hip-hop started through lyricists like most deaf and blue and exile and and then later on of jay electronica but really my preference being lyrical like andre 3000 is one of my favorite and he kind of exists in his own lane but really like poets rhythm and poetry <laughs> is what the acronym stands for um but i really wanted to quickly know like what was your entree into rap in terms of like the sound or what what was it like what do you remember your top your first like two to three influential artists, whether they were famous or not. Um, so I remember I bought Usher's Confessions album when it came out. So I was really into like R&B and like it was like the you know middle school ba- dances and bar mitzvahs. So I was trying to get my moves right. You know what I'm saying? And on it, there was a Confessions remix with Twista and Kanye. And Kanye has this verse where he's like, I think the ones that like when I was becoming a rapper rapper, the two that like really were like influential for me style wise were Lupe Fiasco and MF Recipes. But yeah, those two were definitely like I started getting into them when I was like starting to put pen to paper. Not gonna lie, that checks out. <laughs> that checks out. I feel like Lupe also exists on that edge of like con- ignorant conscious i mean not that not that you're ignorant but lupe lupe is a conflicted man which we relate to i think <laughs> what are you saying it's really passive aggressive whatever it is um uh i was gonna say oh yeah mf doom rest in peace major influence i think on all of us who are nerd adjacent adjacent we're also really really cool <laughs> Okay, so we're going to get into some more music, and then when we get back, we'll have, like, a little surprise, dare I say. 
So definitely keep it locked. You are listening to Rhizomatic Radio on All Day Play FM. This is Issa and Frack. This time we're going to really cut the mics, so don't worry about us. And my homies low You know we kick it like every day
What? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich. What? The Jiki Vines and Sugar Dimes can't quit. What? Now pop the caucus in the Vega and get lit. What? 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 Introducing Phantom of the Dark Walk through my heaven With levitation from reefers Drenching deep as any seven Showboating with Rugas Flash vines Belafonte Jigger Let's get forward this work As we confiscate your figures Chasing over brown Levitating Jiki and Dashiki Zilla Hada Car 54 Chasing diamond runners Headed ice band The big chiller diamond Convention Harlem Buck Strut Freezing world heights Hollywood Madam Butterfly Let me in your house A pleasure From the knuckle swatch Shadow boxes Catching black eye blue I play the thief What? Sensations at the Monte Gauri screaming Chiba Fulfilling pleasures in my castle Blow the smoke out The Goss of Vegas substitutes When the Dutch is gone The low don't stop Give me shouts It's the season Sartayas Two flayers for swerving No corners We madness to moolah Living with Charlie's angels on us No smiling when sliding That gets you caught up in the octa Or dead if we're moving It's just like that as we proceed Saturday night special Better take it light You job jaya You're a capitan Quest to the coast The key logo Wire the chain gang Keep your ears out for a year, sip the fountain blue, house of bamboo, paradise. This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The Gigi Vines and Sugar Dimes can't quit, what? Now pop the caucus, in the Vega and get lit, what? This is it, what? This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The Gigi Vines and Sugar Dimes can't quit, what? Now pop the caucus, in the Vega and get lit, what? 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 Falling sparrows heard the seas of black Caesar that convinced her silky days Hat and nice, taking flight, dino going Sweet sensation, Spanish playing with the lady scar face Bottoms up, sunshine, love pushing number nine And we nine. Hit it from the magic city Transcendent, sweeter on your aura Fancini in London, relaxation in Bora Bora Got notion to bring it, sing it Never been my function, stoning, robbing We heisting, merchandise and gunning Love it, leave it, but bless the war chief for his bison Get it, got it, the low will forever be nice and the sunny fever, he be sipping on my red duh. They get you gracious, he be sipping on my red duh. We float the trash, stay draped in the satin vines. This coolie hijack pack from the sugar shack. Then what we do after we sip the armor red duh? We start the Harlem River quiver, dig it sweet daddy. Chopping the crimson blade, hot Sierra serenade. Anatomy for seduction, be this yeah, ebony as junction. Exit the place with grace. Just the armor rather than burst in the clouds, it pours. Everything seems better on flats with love. We Move. Only in the mess, it's slow, it's life, and we can't get enough yeah. of this. This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The Gigi Vines and Sugar Dimes can't quit, what? Now pop the caucus, see the bigger and get lit, what? This is it, what? This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The Gigi Vines and Sugar Dimes can't quit, what? Now pop the caucus, see the bigger and get lit, what? This is it, what? This is it, what?
What up, Gretchen? Is this the right one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Turn the gain up, maybe. Is the mic okay? Shout out to Bam Frost. He's the big boss. Okay, let's do it. Live freestyle, Rhizomatic. We're here. Okay, let him see it. We're gonna just keep going. So, like every four bars, show me a new one. Hey, it's like NASA, we about to blast off. It's not my asphalt, I'm on the asphalt. Every time you know that I rap off, it's my future, so we about to take the mask off. Vax on, vax off. What is this one? Bitcoin. I'm the hit boy. Every time that I say crypto, you should don't join. I'm going up and down like Dogecoin. Hey, and it's Elon Musk, and you know I'm selling short like Elon Musk. Hey, this watch got probably like eight carats. I'm with your gay parents at Lake Merritt. Hey, that's the lake in Oakland. Every time that I make it provoking. Oh, hey. Oh, we got every year. Hey, 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 White Claw. Hey, hey. When I rhyme off, then I rhyme hot. White boy, white noise with the White Claw. Hey, and you can laugh at me later. But I do kind of enjoy the green flavor. Hey. And I'm off of the market, but they only gave me one shot like Johnson & Johnson. Ooh! Hey. And you know the flow is crazy. I'm off of Pfizer shot. I'm feeling wavy. Hey. And I'm off with the megatone. I think it's because my mercury's in reggaeton or retrograde or maybe Gatorade. I could blaze a day for like 80 J's I take away. Hey. And I make a play. Hey, hey, I'm about to nibble a pastry. I'm about to chill out at the artisanal bakery. Hey, shout out to the pizza hacker. Every time I spit it, man, you know it's gonna fracked up. Hey, I'm like, damn it, I'm stressed. Y'all are pandered and stressed. I'm at Panda Express. Hey, hey, I'm getting all of the bars, and you know I'm gonna have some honey walnut prawns. Hey, I'm not talking about my bed now, but they talking about me all day. Check the thread count. Ay, with the living speaks, I'm living speaks, and you know I got my linen sheets. Ay, ay, all of the Paris. I rap so hong that my mom is embarrassed. They're trying to break me up like an Amish's marriage, and now they're trying to book me like Kamala Harris. Woo! And you know that I tell ya, eating Nutella, I got the hardest bars like Rosella. Ay, and you know the beef's over. I'm like Benny the Butcher, but the meat's kosher. Woo! And it's OVO. I'm spitting Drake messages, I'm a Scorpio. Oh, and you know it's oh, I'm home alone, breaking bars like Toblerone. I'm on the Maury show. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm on brand, I'm vocal. I'm oh, chilling overseas in Constantinople. On brand, I'm vocal, your mom's man is noble. And you know I'm with that bull. Shit, good. Constantinople was Istanbul. I know some history, baby, let's get pulled. Hey, hey. I'm on Twitter, I'm hella bitter Making some Jay-Z quotes on LLC Twitter Hey, that's the Jay-Z quotes What's the ratio? It's like HBO Oh, and they can tell that I'm the man But I'm not selling the contraband Tell it in my sonogram Every time I got the band Snowfall I'm probably gonna sell the fucking contrabands Ooh, I'm like, what, blur? I'm on Tumblr I'm feeling butthurt <laughs> What, burr? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like Gucci Mane. Burr! Was that all of them? Word? I don't think so. I think we got more. Chilling with Rhizomatic on the Rhizome. On the Rhizome, I'm off the iPhone. I'm not on Rhyme Zone. I'm on my own. Off the top of my dome. Shout out Issa. I'm home. Um, show some show some love to Frack. Text him, hit him up. That was really that was fun. Butthurt was my favorite because you're like yo. <laughs> but, um, Tumblr. And then shout out to uh, Nick James, the omniscient, for the word Constantinople. He also had other crazy words like chartreuse and so many other ones that we were not going to use. Um, I wanted to know because you had told me that the best words to use in freestyles are are syllab- syllabic, syllabic, two words. Why is that? Yeah, multisyllabic. So it's just more than one word rhyming. Like, I think I rhymed like mer- mercury and reggaeton with metronome. So you're rhyming like eh, eh, oh rather than just one syllable. You feel me? Like Kamala Harris, Alala Harris, Mom is embarrassed, Kamala Harris. Amish's marriage. Is your mom embarrassed? Um, you know, <laughs> that's a loaded question. I think at times she uh, is very supportive. Other times she's embarrassing me. Other times I'm embarrassing her. You know, it's a very full circle thing. Come to Rhizomatic Radio for the hard-hitting questions. We both have very petite Latin American moms, and they're very similar personalities. So we got to get them linked up. Yeah, my, my mom's watching. Is yours? No. So we already know who's better. We already know who's more loved in this team. Um, how did you get into freestyling? And also, how did you get into battle rapping? I feel like they're both very specific and definitely not every MC's cup of tea. And what is the like mental state you access? Yeah. Um, freestyling, a lot of it was through MC Olympic stuff. Um, also, uh, when I won the MC Olympics... They, they had me open for Travis Scott. But this is before Travis Scott. Was, it was like Travis Scott and Casey Veggies were like co-headlining. But I opened, I was at the New Paris. This is my first big show. And I played a couple songs and everyone was like, I wore my big ass rope chain that I won. So no one was, everyone's like, who is this kid? But then I freestyled at the end and I won the crowd over. And that kind of taught me a lesson. So now I start every show, especially when I'm opening for like bigger artists. I'll start every show with the freestyle to kind of, you know, rope them in. And then they'll listen to the music more after that. Battle rap was through, uh, so when we were in, where were we, D.C. or Philly? Philly. Philly. Uh, or it wasn't Philly. It was it was somewhere. But Jamie DeWolf was one of the judges yeah. who is a very eclectic man that me and Issa share a friendship with. But he has this event called Tourette's Without Regrets. And it's kind of like this poetry. Oh, it's actually not called that anymore. He changed the name, actually, after all these years. But it's the Ruckus and Rumpus show or something like that. But it's this wild-ass, like, circus burlesque thing in Oakland. Um, but he, uh, he got me to perform there, and I just wanted to do, like, a song. But he, like, basically manipulated me and, like, called me up into the freestyle battle, and I, like, did it. And it was, like, really fun. But I was, like, I was still at the point where I was, like, I don't battle. But then I started freestyle battling there. 
like ended up getting pretty good at it and then that led me into the rabbit hole of the written battles which is now where i do where you actually like prepare your bars ahead of time and write like a monologue about the person um but that world is its own world separate of all that but that's a longer story frack the person on instagram and twitter definitely check him out there's a lot of really good videos of him doing the battle rapping doing the battle rapping <laughs> doing the battle rapping um with men that are so different than him that it's quite entertaining i might say um yeah this is related but a little um tangential as i was thinking so i've done i've been on and off the radio for like seven eight years and one thing i've learned is that speaking on the radio and being a guest on the radio is kind of like improvisational radio is like elevated conversations like an art form and a lot of artists are not good at it They're, that's what they, they have intentional time where they craft something that they want to say and they want to say that exactly so like meta describing or kind of like free form talking is actually incredibly stressful for a lot of artists I've noticed from interviewing them so many years and so when I thought of who I wanted to bring in as my first guest I was like frack because I feel like you have an openness and a presence and i I actually had a, a girls for freestyle group in at Wesleyan and it was just like a, a group of 10 women and we would fr do freestyle exercises. Yeah. We would smoke and then freestyle and we were so bad and it was really cool because we wanted to have create like a safe space for us to just play with all the different kinds of anyways. What I learned in doing that is like it, you had to reach to this place in your imagination and your, in your wordplay where you had to let go. And you had to be present and you also you couldn't be that self-serious, but you also couldn't be that self-deprecating and not actually try. And so I do encourage everyone listening to try freestyling and just give yourself, do what we did, write down words with a friend and then just see someone obviously you feel comfortable with. But I think there's something very like, yeah, it's kind of like boxing drills or something where I think it's just like healthy for all people to get. And the thing that you realize that I'm going to ask you is when I first started trying to freestyle, all of these cuss words would come out and all of these crazy things would come out. It was like diarrhea. It was like verbal diarrhea because I think I had to purge all of the things that feel like you can't say them, like the no fly zone words to get to something else. And I'm curious if that happened to you when you first started freestyling, like the, the most embarrassing kind of crude bars come flying out of your mouth. Like what's up with that? Well, first of all, I'm heated that I'm only now figuring out you had a freestyle group. I've never heard you freestyle. Should we put the people on? <laughs> um, yeah, no, what you're saying is right. I actually have like a whole, when I was teaching, I like developed like a freestyle curriculum, you know what I'm saying? Because that was some of the most like positive therapeutic work I think I did with youth was like watching them come out of their shell and become good freestylers because they would they would like come in hella shy come in with the cuss words and like actually before words I would say just do gibberish like that's what we would do we would just go hibbity bibbity boobly boobly boop and then like after that the next step you like we like talk about your day but not rhyme just just like talk about your day like uh, rhythmically and then we would eventually work the rhymes in and then with the words in and stuff like that but that you you don't have to like you don't have to be good at it to be to, for, i think it's very like what you're saying it's like a very therapeutic thing that anyone can try and it it, it like yeah it's a, like a like <laughs> tech companies are like trying to hire me to like teach that as like a public speaking skill which is like terrible but like that that it really is like freestyle rapping is like that 
useful. It's like a therapeutic tool for show. This might be a very like Issa knock us out of reach, but I think there's been, and I tweet about this regularly, but I feel like there's been like a deadening of language where there's like certain words that get viral, like, cause language can be viral. You know, there's like, there's a contagious way that we bars. So like equity and there's these different terms that like you, capacity is my favorite example. Like everyone's like, I, I don't have the capacity. I'm like, well, you got to go get some because there was a time where we couldn't say that. Um, but you know what I mean? Everyone's like, I, I don't, I'm at capacity. It's like your capacity, my capacity. It's a useful word. Look up what a capacitor does though. It's, it's also interesting when we don't even know the words we're saying. I'm guilty of that all the time, right? Because language is this thing. And so I think freestyling and even what we're doing conversation is like a way to unstick yourself from the words that so often um you you just mimic and absorb and so i also think it's good to like unstick yourself from the words that all of us are using and we're not connecting to them like we're just saying them and then we're like i'm dead inside how are you i'm get you know so i think it's like even constantinople like this act this exercise was kind of fun too to think of like what are other words and and how do they have it have a relationship to other words but it's six o'clock and um we're gonna get out here and play an, an exclusive track from frack at the end but um how can people stay in touch with you and tell us a little bit about what you've got going on project wise i thought she was talking about like sheesh and uh, like normalize an aesthetic <laughs> um uh yeah stay in touch with me follow me at frack the person um got you know b-list celebrities merch on stale we got uh Lots of uh, music coming soon and, and battles and skits and, and other stuff like that. And yeah, this is a song that I have never played anyone, but it's from my upcoming project and it's featuring a friend of the show, Jade Imani, really talented uh, artist produced by Chase Moore and it's called Gelato and it's not done, so don't judge it yet, but I figured we'd give the, uh, the audience a, a taste of some, some of the new, the new wave. Thank you so much for gracing the studio, Frack. It's always a pleasure. And for those of you who are listening later in the archives, our apologies for all of the little hiccups. We're getting closer every show, but I appreciate everyone's patience. And um, shout out to all of my loved ones who always support by like texting me and letting me know levels. Major shout out to Ben, who runs the station. Major shout out to the young people who run the station. Major shout out to Bijou with the mics and the interface. It's truly like a beautiful Oakland collaboration to make any small thing happen. And I love that. Thematic Radio, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, follow Frack the Person. Stay in touch. We'll be back for an, another show in two Thursdays from now. Um, and yeah, thank you for sharing this exclusive track. Without further ado, we're going to get into it. Clothes on a bike. 
Break your 